It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Sports Today. Kevin Durant shakes up the sports universe by asking to be traded. The Big Ten has expanded to California and why player agency is killing player agency in the NBA. I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the can't-miss stories and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on sports today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The big story in the sports world, the Brooklyn Nets acquire Royce O'Neal. Oh, no, wait. No, I don't think that was the big story of the day. No, it, it is that Kevin Durant no longer wants to be a Brooklyn net just hours, frankly, after Kyrie Irving decides he is going to be a Brooklyn net, at least for the moment, opting into his player option to try and figure out what the heck is going on in Brooklyn. Adam Armbrecht from locked on nets joins me now. And, and Adam, uh, this is a wild development. It is not something that we thought was totally unforeseeable. And yet, It is still pretty surprising to be at this point right now. Shooting from the hip out here, Peter. That's our policy at the Barclays Center. (laughs) Listen, there's no reason to really have a a strict construct of what you want to do with your franchise, especially uh, as free agency was looming earlier today. Uh, You you mentioned it. It it was speculated that the Brooklyn Nets entered into the negotiations with Kyrie Irving around his contract, understanding if those were to go sideways, it could cost them Kevin Durant. I don't think anyone came out of Kyrie Irving opting in to his $36.5 million player option as a sign that things had gone sideways because no one speculated that 30 minutes before free agency, Kevin Durant was going to go directly to Joe Psy and say that he wanted to trade. So what, what I think is particularly interesting about all of this, and, and by the way, there are like 45 interesting things about this situation currently in Brooklyn, but Brian Windhorst at ESPN he reported something that I thought seemed wild at the time, but maybe makes some more sense now. And that was that the Nets were willing to let Kevin Durant go if it meant not having status quo 
with Kyrie Irving. Well, they might be getting their wish now, and maybe they're regretting putting that out there. We've we've seen some reports that that the Suns and the Heat are Kevin Durant's preferred destinations. We've also seen reports that if he is to go to those places, the Nets would want Bam Adebayo, at least in the case of the Miami Heat, and Devin Booker as a starting point in the case of the Phoenix Suns. To you, from a Nets standpoint, what kind of package would make sense for Kevin Durant? Oh, well, you know, on the one hand, on the one hand, you look at it and say draft capital. If you're the Brooklyn Nets, you're going to be rebuilding. However, because we know that the Brooklyn Nets sent all of their draft capital to Houston in the James Harden trade, there is literally no world where the Brooklyn Nets can afford to be a non-competitive team in this upcoming season. So while Bam Adebayo or Devin Booker, maybe the name's getting thrown out, I think ultimately the Brooklyn Nets are going to look for a package where they can, and we can tiptoe down the road here a little bit when we think about where Kyrie is going to end up, in return receive a handful of players that in the short term can keep them competitive and then throw in a handful of assets as well that they'll be able to utilize in the coming years. This is a really fine line that the Brooklyn Nets franchise has to walk. And and frankly, there's plenty of blame to go around on all sides of what went wrong. But the Nets have had missteps along the way in and around the superstars and otherwise. So it's not like they have the pristine track record around executing a trade of this magnitude that needs to be done nearly flawlessly. Listen to Locked on Nets as this offseason of upheaval in Brooklyn is just getting started. Adam and his co-host Doug Norrie will try to sort through all of this every day on every podcasting platform, including Odyssey. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Coming up, two of the top three schools with Pac-12 conference championships in football will be headed to the Big Ten. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all of your daily gambling needs. UFC 276 is tomorrow night. Sean O'Malley favored in his bout against Pedro Munoz. Bet Online has the man they call Sugar O'Malley at minus 290 to win. The Featherweight Championship and third match between Max Holloway and Alexander Volkanovsky is a bit closer. Bet Online has the champ favored with Volkanovsky's odds to win minus 195. And in the other title fight, Israel Adesanya is heavily favored to retain the middleweight belt over Jared Cannonier. Bet online has Izzy minus 500 to remain the champ. Bet online where the game starts. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. The disciplinary hearing for Deshaun Watson concluded Thursday after three days. Now we wait the decision by the NFL and the NFLPA jointly appointed disciplinary officer Sue Robinson. 
There is no timetable as of now for that decision. Reports say that throughout the process, the NFL has been attempting to negotiate a settlement with Watson, but they're not close on potential punishment. The league has recommended that Watson be suspended for at least the 2022 season, while Watson maintains he did nothing wrong. A couple of monster contracts were reportedly given out to guys returning to their teams in NBA free agency as it opened yesterday evening. Bradley Beal, a five-year, $250 million deal to stay with the Washington Wizards, and Anthony Simons got four years, $100 million to stay with the Portland Trailblazers. A couple of players are finding new homes next season. P.J. Tucker headed to Philadelphia on a three-year, $33 million deal. Remember, Tucker was part of that 2021 champion Bucks team and helped the Heat to the Eastern Conference best record last season. Meanwhile, JaVale McGee, he's joining the Dallas Mavericks on a three-year, $20 million deal. The Mavs have now added McGee and Christian Wood to a team that got dominated on the boards by the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. What happened to the Warriors? How did their season end? Oh yeah, they won the title. Two All-Star starters have been announced after the first round of Major League Baseball All-Star voting concluded on Thursday. To no one's surprise, Yankees outfielder Aaron Judge received the most votes in the American League and he will get the starting nod. The NL top vote getter was Atlanta Braves outfielder Ronald Acuna Jr. The second round of All-Star voting will commence at noon on July 5th and last four days as fans can only vote for one of the top two players at each infield position and two of the top four outfielders. And the Houston Astros are undefeated against the New York Yankees so far this season. Will has you locked on Astros and the Astros complete another win against the Yankees and lead in the season series two to nothing off an Alex Bregman bases loaded double. Luis Garcia went out a little earlier than expected, but he still pitched a great game. Ryan Presley came in, shut the door. It was 2-1. to one. It was a great game by the Astros. Another win against the Bronx Bombers. We will talk about it on the next Locked on Astros podcast. Remember, we're your team every day. Go Strohs. Here is another story you need to know. The Big Ten having California dreams. Well, that dream is about to become a reality at least as soon as 2024 with USC and UCLA set to become part of the Big Ten Conference, which hasn't been 10, by the way, for a number of years. Joining me now from Locked On Big Ten, Nate Dickinson. And and Nate, um, conference realignment is a reality. It has been a reality for already half a decade at least. What does this signal to you about the future of not only the Big Ten Conference, but college sports writ large? Wow, uh, what a question, right? Um, This is huge. I think that right now, one of the biggest ripple effects that we're going to end up thinking about when we go back and look at this, however long from now, is going to be the fact that the Big Ten broke the borders on conference realignment. From up until now, this had been a thing that you do regionally. You find the teams that are best fit for your conference and make your conference the most competitive within a relatively close enough space that schools can travel to and from for all the sports. Big 10 was the one that decided to throw that out the window. This is a national conference now. This is a conference that goes from Atlantic to Pacific, and that is huge for a few things. It's huge for 
recruiting. You're offering an ability to go and be seen all the way across the country with teams that are better than they were yesterday in the Big Ten Conference, but also for, uh, say, team their conference that's looking for a new media rights deal and now has a LA market to also boast in whatever negotiations they're doing as well. There are huge, huge implications both on and off the field for what this is going to do for the future of college sports. But when we talk about what the biggest like kind of, I guess, trigger was or spark plug for whatever is coming next, I think it's going to be the fact that the Big Ten decided that they're done just being in the Midwest. The Big Ten now has the, the New York City market, technically, with Rutgers. They have the D.C. market with Maryland. You're shaking your head, I understand. But that was the idea in bringing those, conference, those, those teams into the conference. And now Southern California, L.A., and, and there is no shaking your head. UCLA and USC, that is the L.A. market. This has brought about speculation that we are moving in the NCAA to super conferences where there may be two max three conferences in college athletics, like an SEC and a big 10 or a big 10, big 12 partnership that includes the SEC and the ACC. All like there are so many permutations of this. How close do you think we are and how likely do you think that is of actually happening? Well, we're not done. That's for certain. There's going to be something else that goes on. Of course, Oklahoma and Texas being the first domino. The second domino falls here with these teams coming to the Big Ten. I think what's going to be really interesting is just how fast does this stuff start to happen now? Because we had this conversation after the Oklahoma-Texas move in that this was going to trigger someone like the Big Ten or the ACC and, well, I guess, Big Ten, ACC, and Pac-12 to form an alliance that now seemingly doesn't mean all that much. But the point is, this is just huge for what's coming for college sports in the future. I mean, does the Big Ten try to go after and get like a Notre Dame now that they've got USC there? Are there more Pac-12 schools who are interested in coming into the Big Ten? If you ask me, we're getting at least close to an open market in college sports right now for who's going to go where. I think that if you're the Pac-12, you're panicking right now. Just like the Big 12 was, probably even more so than the Big 12 was when it happened with Oklahoma and Texas. Is it going to be super conferences? That's where I'd put my money on. That's where the most money is for these schools and conferences out there. And that's usually the way they like to go. But it's, of course, also fluid right now, too, that I think really we should just kind of sit back and buckle up, get ready to go and watch the fun unfold. I don't know. There there are a lot of people who are against this kind of stuff. I'm all for it. I am ready to see bigger and more powerful teams playing each other all the time. Locked on Big Ten will have you covered every day as conference realignment appears to be just getting started. Nate will bring you Big Ten coverage wherever you get podcasts, of course, including the Odyssey app. Coming up, why NBA Player Agency is killing player agency. We'll explain. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The NBA is a player's league. The stars run the show. Lately, it seems they may have been running it a bit too ragged. Locked On Celtics host John Corrales on Locked On NBA's live free agency show wondered if they may not be causing the demise of player agency. Is it possible that player agency is killing player agency? Because every time... Too much of a good thing? We're, we're seeing these guys exercise their own agency right there. I want to go here. I want to get this guy. I want to have this control. And we're just seeing it over and over and over again fall apart. Like even LeBron, LeBron wanted to go to LA. He wants to get Anthony Davis. He wants to get, and then all of a sudden it's just not, it's not working. Oh, we want to let, we got to get Russell Westbrook. Boom. You, and, and all of these teams are bending over backwards to accommodate everything for these star players. And it's just not working. They're terrible at doing these other jobs. I think one thing that we're, we're starting to figure out is as much as I'm pro player, I'm very pro player, but Players are really good at playing. They're terrible GMs. They're terrible at their media <laughs> jobs. They're terrible at everything besides playing basketball. I think maybe maybe players are should just, instead of forcing G, th- these teams to capitulate to them, maybe they need to work a little bit more with the teams and, and stop with this, you got to bring in DeAndre Jordan, and I got to play with this guy, and I got to play with that guy. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I know they're your friends, but players come from a different a different kind of mindset. They think that every player has this huge ego that drives them to be this great, but also to think that actual team building doesn't matter for them. Here's what we've seen from NBA governors over the course of the last decade plus. Here's what we've seen from Major League Baseball, from NFL owners, from people who run teams, regardless of what you want to call them, around professional sports. When players engage in this kind of player empowerment, owners want to push back for better and for worse. And the same is true when players push back. It is for better and for worse. Ben Simmons sitting out with four years left on his deal. Kevin Durant pushing for a trade with four years left on his deal. This is going to cause owners, and in the case of the NBA, we call them governors, to take a long look at how they handle contract negotiations, how they handle contracts. And it may lead to unintended tack-on consequences of the so-called player empowerment era. And so players are going to have to find a balance to where they can exercise their power to the greatest degree of autonomy for them while not causing owners to stand up and say, this isn't working for us. And you may be a fan who says, 
I don't think that's right. I think players should have whatever autonomy they want. Teams can do essentially whatever they want with player salaries. And you're right. You're right. But that doesn't mean that the the owners of these teams, the governors of these teams, aren't going to be annoyed about it. And they have a seat at the table. They are going to push back. And if the players and the governors can't find a Goldilocks zone, this is going to remain a contentious issue for a long time to come. And finally, in another chapter of the Live Golf Saga, U.S. Ryder Cup captain Zach Johnson has warned American golfers on the Saudi Act Live Invitational Series that they may not be picked for next year's matches in Italy. Johnson said, you must garner Ryder Cup points through the PGA of America. With those joining the Live Series being suspended by the PGA, it will be difficult to accrue points through the PGA of America. That's just... I don't know, math. But a lot of those guys did the math when they took all that money in their bank account. So presumably they know how to do math. We'll see. Thanks for making Locked On Sports today your first listen. Now go find your favorite team's Locked On podcast and make them your second listen. Coming up Monday, we look ahead to who could be in the World Series. So at least until tomorrow, stay Locked On Sports today. 